Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to a special edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I am Chuck. Oh, wait, the godless guy. Where the hell is he at? Oh, he's, uh, if you listen to this week's episode, he's on his way to Ireland. Yes, that's exactly what's happening. We are deporting that asshole, and um, yeah, we got to get rid of him. But it's okay. We have a special episode, though, and I had to do it on my own because we wanted to jump on this quick and talk to Otep Shabaya about the recent uh, controversy with the Civil Unrest Tour and the band Terror Universal because things have been bouncing back and forth between the band, between the tour, between uh, you know the headlining band El Nino and a bunch of other things. And trying to sort the story out has been difficult at best. So what other way to do it? You got to go to the source. You know, Otep has been uh, on Twitter and on Facebook just kind of reinforcing what was going on, and uh, a lot of people have been commenting in terrible, terrible, terrible ways, violence and other things. So. We wanted to talk to Otep herself and get the word on exactly what is going on for the Metal Sucks podcast. Hey, this is Chuck for the Metal Sucks podcast. Oh. Hi, yes, it is. Sorry, it's a little loud in here. I couldn't, I'm uh, picking up lunch. Oh, it's all good? Late, late How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing, uh, you know, under the circumstances, I'm doing fairly well. Thank you very much. I see some strange circumstances the last couple of days. It's, it's been, yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe the oddest thing that's ever happened to me in the 14 years that I've been in this business. I really, I oh, mean, yeah. that, that's that seems kind of <laughs> hard to believe, actually. That this is the this is the strangest thing. Yeah, it, this is this is pretty remarkable. I've never had I've never had uh, an opening a member of an opening band um put his hand between my legs during a meet and greet with three hundred fans. So when, when so, yeah when did this happen? Um, this happened on, we, we went out on tour. We took them with us. They were our direct support. And this was on the last tour that we just did. Um, so we were, it was after, and basically what, what we do is when we headline after every show, we do a free meet and greet. So we don't charge for meet and greets for our fans. We believe that, that everybody deserves a chance to, to, you know, I'm, I enjoy it and I believe everybody deserves a chance to get an autograph, get a photograph. So we, after, as soon as the show's over, I head to the merch table, and we get set up, and, you know, this is after doing an hour and a half long show, I, I get prepared, and I go and sit with uh, the fans for as long as it takes, usually it takes longer than the show, usually about two hours, and um, this was during the meet and greet, we had a, the entire floor lined up, waiting for us to... Um, waiting for their opportunity to come up and get an autograph and maybe buy a t-shirt or take a photograph. And suddenly I hear from the, uh, you know, off in the corner, what the fuck is this? 
and then some guy who I don't even know because I, I was never introduced to him at all. They they wear masks on stage, and they never took the time to introduce themselves. I know Dave, the drummer. I've known him for a long time. He and I are friends. Um, but this gentleman, the singer for Terry Universal, I'd never met before, and he just pushed through our security, pushed past our merchandise uh, guys, and walked right up to me and shoved his hand between my legs. And I mean, I don't want to get too graphic because it was it's extremely upsetting and emotionally disturbing, um, yeah. but um, he shoved his hand between my legs, uh, tried to force his fingers between through my pants, and uh, at that time, I shoved him away. Um, I, I Basically, I stand, I put one leg on, I stand on a chair, and I put one leg up on a t- on the merch table so that I can reach, because I'm, I'm five foot five, and most of, a lot of, I got a lot of, like, six foot five fans, so in order for me to get good pictures with him, I need to be up higher than, yeah. than I am sitting down. I don't, plus I don't want people sitting, I don't want to sit down when I meet my fans, I want to you know, meet them face to face and shake their hands. So I put one leg up on the table and one leg on a chair and he just walked right up and, and did that. And he was, he was obviously drunk, which is still no excuse, but still, um, he had done similar things to the male members of my band. He had, he grabbed, um, every member of my band's penis while they were carrying gear. He would just walk up to them and, not just like paintbrush it, but physically grab like a hold grabbing of, a hold of it of the shaft. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> yes, that's what he would grab it, and they were, you know, like telling him to like chill out, man. What are you doing? And, um, you know, uh, after that happened, um, I told them that was it. They were off the tour. I called. I called my tour manager over. I said they're done. You know, security drug him out of the out of the um, out of the out of the venue. Um, his band put him in a van, and from what I understand, drove him away from the venue as quick as possible because they were afraid I was going to call the police. Um, I got calls from Dave, who's the drummer, um, and also their manager, who was begging me, "Please don't do that." Um, We'll, we'll fire him. We'll get the singer from Thera, who was the other opening band on the tour with us, to replace him. Please don't kick us off the tour. And I just said, I'm sorry. I just, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't take that chance of, of you know, I've been violated. You know, I don't know if, if, if you have a daughter or if you have a wife or a sister or anybody, but, you know, to think of a stranger, a strange person, a man walking up and doing that, to someone you love or care about, um, I don't know how um, you're expected to get over that. So you know, or, or how you would react to that. You know, and I, I, I told that to Dave. I said, "You have a daughter. What hap- What would you do if someone did that to her? I mean, this is this is completely unacceptable on every level. We're the headliners, and I don't know what he was. What what is wrong with this guy well, and, the, um, the headliner aside it doesn't matter i mean you're a you're a person you know yeah right exactly i just I, and i was i was just saying as the headliner it was just strange that that he would i i don't know i i guess i guess yeah it, it's it's i'm a human being with with you know personal space rights and also yeah. i have the i have the right to uh not have someone touch me when i don't want to be touched especially it, it wasn't just a friendly thing 
Um, because, see, the night before, we had played the whiskey, and he was, again, visibly drunk, and I assumed he was in one of the local bands because they were acting so, I don't know, just immature backstage. And we're professionals. I, I you know, I know I get, a, I, I get a bad rap a lot because I don't hang out with a lot of the bands when I'm on tour. I do that to protect my voice. I don't party. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Um, so I kind of, I tend to keep to myself. Um, I don't want to be the a stick in the mud for everybody. I don't want to be a party pooper, you know, cause I don't, cause I don't do what they do. I, I'm there to sing and, you know, I've, I've called a vocal polyp about six years ago. Um, so I'm very, very concerned about my voice. So I tend to keep to myself a lot on, on the, on the road. So I know I get a bad reputation for that. I think a lot of people don't understand that I'm really doing it for my health and not for any other reason um, other than I don't, I don't drink and I don't do drugs. I don't party. I don't go to strip clubs. I don't, I don't hook up with groupies. I don't do those types of things. I'm kind of boring, I guess. Um, but, um, you know, he had, so uh, I don't, I, I introduce myself to as many of the people that I can when I, when we're doing sound check or when we're loading up or loading in and that kind of thing. But, I had no idea who this guy was, and we were leaving the whiskey, and he was standing in the hallway again. To me, he seemed visibly drunk, and he he lunged at me to get a hug, and I said, excuse me, no, and he said, oh, come on, just a hug. And I said, no, I'm, we're leaving. We're trying to get out of here. I had friends in town, and we were trying to get to, um, to this restaurant before it closed um, because they closed it they close at a certain time, they stop serving. So we were trying to get to this restaurant and he stepped in front of me and said, just a hug, give me a hug. Very, I mean, he was demanding it. And um, at that point, the people that I was with, the men, I, the, the, the guys that were my friends that were there kind of stood in front of me and were like, no man, let's just go, let's just go. And we walked out and went and, you know, enjoyed our night. It was the very next night that that happened. Wow. So when this happened, how did the people in the room react? I mean, like you said, it was around a lot of people that were there for the meet and greet. Did did everybody sure. freak out, or what? I mean, what happened? Well, the people. I mean, it's a long line, and and yeah. uh, but so they're all the your fans, were, so they're all watching you sure. and seeing what's going on. They were they were astounded. I don't think anybody understood what was going on. Um, security jumped on him immediately. My my tech my uh, merchandise crew um, did the same thing. They were like coming to me, pulling me back. Um, and uh, he was, you know, security physically drug him outside. And then that's when I called. I said, I told my guys, go find the tour manager, my tour manager now. And um, that's when I told them, I said, he's out of here. He's done. He just violated me. And um, that's when, you know, that's when, you know, the call started coming in from their agent, apologizing profusely. The call started coming in from um, Dave there, who, who also plays drums in El Nino, and he's also El Nino's manager. He also plays drums in Terry Universal and is their manager, um, you know, apologizing profusely that he didn't want to be associated with anything like that, but that's not who he is, and I don't believe Dave is. I really think he's a stand-up guy. Um, and uh, so it was It was, It was. was quite a scene. It was, it was actually quite a scene, and then, you know, I pulled myself together because I still had, you know, 200 fans in front of me 
that I had to get through. So, and people were like apologizing. They thought it was like a, they didn't know who he was either. So they thought it was like one of the locals and like, we're really sorry that happened to you. We're so sorry that happened to you. You know, never, you know, people never act like that here. We're so sorry. And, and so I was just like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm trying to play it off, play it down. I want to, I'm trying to keep it, you know, but at the same time, you just got violated yes. or you can't, you can't help and, but be like shaking a little bit. Absolutely. And, and furious and, 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 you know, I mean, a little, you know, a little frightened, a little bit, uh, I mean, you know, there's so many emotions that go through you when you're touched this way. I mean, it's just like, I was shocked. I was, you know, I, it was this kind of, this, this kind of, uh, of an assault is does something to you psychologically and emotionally. And I, and I, I know that there are a lot of people who don't understand that and, you know, will try to say that I'm overreacting, but you know, if, you, if it's never happened, we know what, what it, what that feels like. Um, what that kind of, of violation feels like, you know? Um, so it was, it was really tough. Um, and I was very angry. I was very, very angry uh, about the whole situation. Um, I mean, I know that I come we, from a history of uh, kind of violent family issues, and I'm kind of attuned to that stuff when I see it mm-hmm. or feel it or mm-hmm. any kind of that tension arises. I mean, is that something that you've experienced before? I, yes. I mean, I mean um, not, to, I, not to pry I, too much. I know that's personal. No, but. no. Sure. I, I, my, um, I had a real rough childhood. I did. I did, and there was there was some violence um, that I experienced when I was very young. Um, I've written a lot about it, mm-hmm. you know, and in, in in my music, and I know some people think that it's, uh, you know, some some of the critics have claimed that it's, you know, it's it's just me being a crybaby or something. But that's for me, it's therapeutic. It's it's about reaching out to other people who have had those experiences but don't have a way of expressing them uh, of expressing the emotions they want to suppress them and and i mean statistics prove it that 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 most people who experience any sort of sexual assault or any sort of molestation end up suppressing it they don't talk about it they're ashamed um uh they're frightened to be made to be made fun of they're, they're frightened to be further victimized by saying that you deserved it or that you're making too big a deal of it and of course, that's exactly what happened. You know, um, a large part of it. Once, once I told the story on Facebook, um, there was a lot of people that that said that said the same thing that you know that I was making it up or that I was uh, blowing it out of proportion, or, yeah. overreacting. Yes, um, they even claimed that I that I'm a man hater, which is absolutely absurd. My band is male. Most of my fans are male. My best friends are male. My brothers who are also, my best friends are male. My father is male. I love him to death. Um, my lawyers, my managers, my agents, you know, Sid uh, from Slipknot is my manager. He has been one of my, my dearest friends for about 11 years. So um, the idea that I hate men because I don't want to be touched unwanted, you know, I don't want to be touched in such a violent way is just absurd. I think it's an absurd thing, and I don't know why people don't understand that, you know, uh, and why they, they tend to react like that. It's very strange to me. Um, well, it's that idea of blaming the victim, which is sure. typical. It's so typical and it's unfortunate. And, you know, I know that, 
I've gotten a lot of people thanking me. They're, they've thanked me for speaking out. They thank me for standing my ground um, against even all the other sort of distortions that were, you know, uh, said against me that I was trying to extort money from the tour, which is absolutely ridiculous. I have been playing music for 14 years. I've got seven albums. I've written seven books. I have, I do voiceover work as a voiceover actor. I was just, I was just featured in the last Hobbit movie. Uh, I was on the uh, PlayStation game, The Last of Us. I've done other films. Uh, I have a merchandise company. I have, I do, I do, I'm a middle, I'm a, I'm a working class artist. I do very well. I don't need to extort anybody for anything. And the idea that I would use such, you know, a heinous act as a lie to try to get money is just, it's so... Uh, it's so upsetting and so ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And, and it's just, again, this is what victims have to face when they, they come, when they come out and tell the truth. And that's why so many women don't, you know, they, they tend to just hide it because they don't want, they don't want this kind of, you know, this kind of unwanted attention and victimization. Were you surprised when you saw the statement that came out from the civil civil unrest tour about about that? I mean, was that just yes. shocking to you or what? Absolutely. Absolutely, because there's nothing true true to it at all. Absolutely. There was nothing true to it. Once what ha- we were told we were the 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 agent for El Nino is also the agent for Terra Universal. He's also the promoter for we were working together to try to salvage our relationships, and Dave and I are uh, from El Nino are, are have been professional, you know, uh, allies for a long time. Um, we just we we still wanted to save that tour. We still wanted to do civil unrest on the condition that if either Terra Universal wouldn't be on the tour, or um, they had a different singer, because Dave told me that night they were firing him. Um, there was no question about it. He was gone. They were going to fire him. Um, and so uh, then we got a call from, well, we didn't even get a call. We just saw, I think we saw a, uh, uh, a report of who was playing on the Civil Unrest Tour, and it had Terra Universal on it. So we contacted the agent, who was also the promoter, and said, what's going on, man? You know, it's, is it the same singer? And he said, yes. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're on the tour, period. And I said, well, if they're on the tour, then we're not doing the tour. You know what happened to me. You know, I don't want to, I'm not going to put myself or even my female fans who come, who come to the shows in jeopardy. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put myself in that kind of position. Plus, most of my, my entire band wants to like, I mean, they were very unhappy with this gentleman. <laughs> so it wouldn't be a very happy tour to have that band alongside us. It just would not be comfortable. And who wants to, to spend a month on the road with that kind of aggression and, and, and weirdness and all that? Nobody. The tension. And yeah. so it's just ridiculous to do that. So um, uh, they promised then to replace the singer. And then they came back and said they weren't going to replace the singer and then, I mean, it was just this back and forth of, of changes and what they were going to do and what they weren't going to do. And um, my managers tried to renegotiate the contract because 
we if if we were gonna do we were still gonna try to do the tour because they were promising they'd keep him a thousand yards away from me at all times. He wouldn't be in the building when I was in the building. They promised. We asked for the secure. We asked for the festival to provide um, security to make sure that that was the case. They decided they didn't want to do that, um, and so we said, "Well, then we can't do this. We can't. We're not going to do the tour. We don't feel safe. We don't feel right about doing it." And that's all that happened. And then suddenly I start getting messages from fans who are saying that they're hearing, um, they, uh, well, I'm assuming that they were Terra Universal fans. That's the only reason I can understand. They started, they were, call, they were sending me messages calling me homophobic slurs, um, that uh, all these other strange things about why I was dropping off, why I was kicked off the tour and all this stuff. And so that's the reason why I wanted to go public and, and make it clear that we didn't get kicked off. We dropped off. And the reason why we did was because I was violated. And, and, but to, and also just to be clear from the night that it happened until this, until today, it's still happening. Um, I've been talking to my lawyer about exactly what it is that I can do. A restraining order is, is definitely one thing that we're considering. Um, uh, just to, just in case this guy tries to show up at one of my shows, um, or who knows what, you know, um, but, um, it's just that, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I made a mistake. I probably should have called the police the night that it happened, but they drove him off in his van as quick as possible. Uh, their agent, their manager, who's also the drummer, Dave begged me not to. And, uh, I just, I was, I don't know, I guess I was trying to be, I don't know. I was trying to, to do to do a nice thing for them since I know it wasn't their fault and he was this guy was acting solely on in his own capacity without hurting Terror Universal the band. Um, so uh, I then contacted my lawyer and asked him what what we should do to protect me, protect him, this you know this gentleman from getting near me again. And so we've been working in in, in that legal capacity ever since it happened. And, you know, this isn't like a CSI episode, people. These things take time, yeah, you know. Right. Um, so uh, we've been we've been working uh, on that and trying to decide what was best politically as well as, you know, going back and forth with the agent and 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 Dave and, and, and that camp and trying to see what what could be done to salvage that tour. They're still contacting me today, even asking me if I will rejoin the tour um now that terror universal is off which would have saved everything if they had just kept their word and in, in the beginning and not had them on the tour and we none of this would have happened and we would have just moved on and had a great tour and and um i probably would have still spoken about it but maybe not in the same you know way i, I would have been maybe a little bit more diplomatic about it but at the time i was very upset that i felt that i was being further victimized um, and a little bit betrayed by the people that promised to, you know, that, that were in that band, that were in his administration, that promised to stand by me and stand up for me. And in the end, they didn't. I guess El Nino came out with a statement today that was kind of backing away from the whole thing and trying to, trying to it seemed like it was kind of moving forward, but wasn't taking either side, really. That seems pretty diplomatic. Of those guys. So there's nothing... You're cool with, like, Dave and those guys from El Nino, right? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think also their statement sort of backs up and validates what I, what I wrote because there were so many people saying that I was lying about this or lying about that and I was making it all up. And then, of course, you know, El Nino issues the statement, which was very gracious of them, mm-hmm. which sort of validates exactly what happened. And Dave was there. Dave was, Dave is, he manages the band. He plays drums in both, he manages both bands. He plays drums in both bands. So he knows what happened. And it sort of validates what happened. And I have, I have nothing but respect for El Nino, and I have nothing but respect for Dave. I just wish that he would have kept his word um, the night that this happened when he promised that... that yeah. Regarding that the singer. Got, yeah. Regarding the singer, that he'd be gone and that we'd never have to be bothered by him again and that, that uh, the civil unrest tour would not... would, would go on without them or if, if they were... If they were going to have Terry Universal on, they'd have a different singer. And so, we were fine with that. 100% fine with that. What did you think about the statement that, I guess, the Chad Rot, his wife made on his behalf? Did you think that was kind of odd? Because, I mean, it obviously described a completely different scene. Did he, did he, did he try to contact you at all after this, was, after this incident? No. No, so no, he didn't. He, he did not. No, uh, that, that's a that's a complete fabrication, and I, I really it, it's hard for me to speak about his wife. I don't know her. Um, I don't want to speak badly about someone that I don't know. She wasn't there. Um, I think that you know this. From my understanding, this was his first tour, first real tour, and um, unfortunately, sometimes musicians act badly when they're on the road. And, um, so maybe the person that she knows at home isn't the guy that's on the road. And, you know, there's all these like phrases that musicians have code of the road and all of that, um, where what stays on the road, what happens on the road stays on the road and all those things. But, um, she wasn't there. Um, and so I don't, you know, he hasn't made a statement, of course. Um, she did on his behalf. I don't know. I mean, Maybe he is a good father. I don't know. I mean, I can't. I can't comment on that. I don't know his personal life. I. I don't want to say anything negative against her. She wasn't there, um, and that's really all that I can say about it. I. I. Um, I'm sorry that she got dragged into it, but it's not about her. It's about what he did. Yeah, and I mean, everybody's going to come to the defense of somebody they love, no matter what. I mean, it's sure. You know, it's, absolutely, especially and it's when, understandable. Yeah, totally understandable. I'm not. I don't have anything against. Her, what she said, all I can say is, is that she wasn't there and whatever story she was told is not true. It's not true. I, I have nothing to gain. In fact, as much of, you know, as much rancor that I've received from an heinous, I mean, the insults and the, the homophobic comments and, and, I mean, people are telling me that I deserve to be raped. I mean, they're, they're telling me that. And it's all coming from, from that, from Terry Universal's fans. I mean, and they're not, I have not seen Terry Universal stand up and say one thing like, we please don't, let's like, stop that. Don't attack her. Quit it. You know, they're not even saying that. Nobody's saying that. But this doesn't do me any good. And it doesn't do me any good to drop off a tour that I was looking forward to doing. I was really excited about doing the Civil Unrest Tour. It does me no good to come out and, and cause this kind of calamity. Um, it takes away from what I'm trying to do. We have a record to write this year. I've just, I'm about to release uh, a book of short stories. I have, I'm doing an audio book. I mean, I have so many other things to do besides defend myself against, you know, um, 
being victimized all over again. <laughs> you know, I thought it was really strange looking at some of the comments that people were leaving that it was that it was male and female commenters that were leaving such violent stuff. Uh, yeah. I, and I just thought it was really kind of kind of strange. And how did you? I mean, how did you feel about people just piling onto that? Well, I mean, there's a part of me that enjoys. I enjoy discourse. I think that's one of the ways that we learn from each other. I think that, I mean, arguing and name-calling doesn't do any good, but having a, a true discourse about the facts, I think, I think that's how we learn. I think mm-hmm. we, we've gotten into a culture now, especially through social media, where we have, we have 140 characters on Twitter to express ourselves, and, you know, we've, it's at the same time we're globally connected, but we're more separate than we've ever been. So mm-hmm. I think discourse is important. So I, when people were coming over and asking questions or piling on angrily, I tried to answer as professionally and sometimes with a little humor and sarcasm just to kind of diffuse the situation. But um, I, I don't mind it. I actually enjoy trying to clear things up, trying to explain what happened and trying to make sure that they understand it. I think that that sharing information and, and, and that kind of discourse is extremely important in our society. So... Um, I didn't appreciate the insults. I didn't appreciate the homophobic slurs. I'm not the first time I've heard it. It's not the last time I'm ever going to hear it. Um, I'm gay. There's nothing I can do about it. I've got blonde hair, green eyes, and freckles. I'm right-handed, and I'm gay. I was just born this way. There's nothing I can do about it, man. Um, so, you know, all I can do is continue to fight for people that, that you know, I, I like you asked me earlier about being if, if something had happened to me when I was younger, I was victimized when I was younger. I felt like I had no voice and I promised myself that if I ever had an opportunity to have a, a place where I could speak for people that were, that felt as lonely and isolated as I did. And is, you know, cause there's nothing worse. Most people can handle anything, but, but feeling alone. Like most people can handle anything as long as, as long as they don't feel like they're alone in this world. And so I've made sure that, that the majority of my career has been spent not only making music and not only being the girl that goes grr and, and not only the one that, that, you know, speaks out and is a loud mouth sometimes. And I know I, I spout off uh, about things that, uh, that make me angry. And, and um, uh, sometimes I, I, I have some regrets about it and, and that's okay, but that's kind of what I do. But I also, the majority of my work is focused on making sure that, no one ever feels alone. No one ever, that has ever experienced anything like I experienced or even worse will ever feel like they're, that they're alone and that they have somebody in this world that will stand up for them and, and hopefully inspire them with courage and bravery to stand up for themselves and know that they're, they're not victims, that they're survivors. And, um, and that's, what I, that's, what I, that's why this was so important for me, um, especially when it all went so bad. I mean, that's the best we can do is to try to encourage others to make sure that they say what's on their mind that's out there. And, and if something like this happens to somebody else, that right. they react in the right way to try to make sure either justice is done or, you know, whatever, because it seems like right. it gets brushed under the under the rug so often. It does. And, you know, even when you just suppress it and you keep it inside, it does something to you. It changes the way that you see the world. It changes the way that you see yourself. It changes the way that you interact with people. It, it alters your uh, who you trust, how you trust. Um, it does. It, it affects you so deeply, and so it's important to talk about it. It's important to not hide in the shadows. Do you feel like this is 
changed any of the way that you feel about about life, or is this just reinforced everything? I think that it's 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 validated a lot of the things that I was really hoping were slowly changing. Um, I'm very happy to see the majority of our fans standing up for us and and standing up standing with us. Um, I was sad to see the people that I thought who I'd known for so long, um, who promised to stand with me and stand by me and support me. I was disappointed to see them back away from that. That was, that was disappointing, but, um, it's, I think the, the, the harsh reality of life is, is this is, this is what it is. I mean, people that are victims tend to be victimized even more. Um, you know, um, even considering things like, oh, Ted doesn't hang out. She, she's on her bus most of the day. Well, when a, a, a male artist does it, and I'm, I'm not trying to get too, too like, genderish here, but when a male artist does it, they're usually, they, people, they call him tortured or that he's, you know, uh, a tortured soul. When I do it, I'm a bitch, and I'm, I think that I'm too good for everybody, when in fact it's just about my health. It's about protecting my throat and and not talking because obviously, as you can tell, I'm quite loquacious. I, I talk a lot. And, uh, when I'm on the road and, and the types of, of vocalizations that I do, I don't want to cancel a show. I don't want to get a vocal polyp again. So I spend the majority of my time, which is not fun, alone in silence. And, you know, until it's time for me to go out and do my job and, and play our music and meet our fans at our meet and greet. And then I go back to our bus and I go back to my, little space and I'm back being in alone and I'm back being in silence. And that's my tour life. In this situation, what's the path forward for you? I mean, you, you talked a little bit about possibility of going back and doing civil unrest and playing this tour with El Nino. Do you think that really is a possibility after the statement that they've made about you? I'm not Not, sure. I mean, I'm talking about the civil unrest people. Excuse me. I'm not sure. That's really hard. That's a really hard thing for me to get past. And, and, um, I've been speaking to Dave from El Nino. He's been very, very nice and very apologetic about the whole situation. But this is, it's a lot to process. It's a, it's a lot to process. Mm-hmm. It, um, um, to, I really wanted to do that tour. I, I, I thought it would have been a lot of fun. And now to have, you know, the promoters get involved and, and say these things, it makes it very difficult now for me to say, okay, Dave, let's, let's patch things up and go back out when I've got someone who's accusing me, who's lying about me, uh, and I don't know, you know, for me to go back on tour and then he to make him money and to be a part of something where I've been called a liar and an extortionist, and I, it's really hard. It's, it's really difficult to process. Um, even after Dave, Dave and I have been speaking and trying to calm things down and trying to work things out, I haven't even received an apology from them either. So it's really, really difficult to know. I, my last, you know, message to Dave was basically, I wish we would have just stuck to what we, we agreed to in the beginning and none of this would be happening. We'd be promoting this tour, getting ready to go out and have a, have a lot of fun and, you know, we'd be happy. We'd be all, all, all of us would be happy. And instead now it's, it's just blossomed into this, this tempest of weird accusations and, and just drama. 
just terrible drama. Which is no fun for anybody, really. No, and it's and it's also drawn lines between fans and fan bases, and you know you don't we don't want that. We don't we never want that. We want we we're an inclusive band. We we want you know we we I don't want Il Nino fans and Otep fans fighting against each other. I mean, it's not it's, our our music genre right now is fighting for its very life. I mean, we're up against rap and and pop stars and. You know, why do we need to just cannibalize ourselves? I mean, we should be just supporting each other in the best way possible to try to figure out how to get aggressive music, metal music, back to where it belongs instead of fighting amongst, uh, amongst each other over these, these kinds of things that, you know, it shouldn't even be an issue, you know. I was violated... That should have just been the end of it with that band, and then it, they should have just—we should have just moved on and booked this tour, and and we should be getting ready to play it right now. If this guy came back to you and apologized and was sincere about it or any of that, do you think there's any resolution there, or is that just over? Like I said, I don't know. It's a lot to process. I'd have to go back to my managers and talk to them. I'd have to talk to my booking agent. I'd have to talk to my lawyer. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm talk. even talking. I'm talking about the lead singer of Terror. Uh, uh, oh, that guy. Terror, oh no, no. I mean, no. that's done, right? Yeah, that's done. That's done. Mm. There's no. There's no. You know, if he was going in for like a fist bump and I didn't see it, and um he accidentally brushed my boob or something that's that's okay that's like all right sorry dude hey, no problem but this guy didn't this was a violent act this wasn't just like him playfully coming up and like grabbing a girl's groin like that's not what happened it was was tapping you on the leg and saying good night absolutely not absolutely not he said what the fuck is this and he walked over and i looked at him and i said i i was trying to get i wear a mask during the meet and greet, so it's hard to, for me to, for my guys to hear me. I'm screaming for security to, to like get him out of the way because I'm about to take a photo with the people that are in front of him, and he just reaches up and like reaches up and tries to shove his fingers inside me. Basically, I hate mm. to be so vulgar, but that's what happened. Yeah, there's no apologizing for that. I mean, that's that's what happened, and security grabbed him. My guys. We're grabbing him. They were grabbing me. It was, you know, it was a little bit of a bedlam, and then they they drug him outside, and then I kicked him off the tour. And anybody that thinks that I'm I'm making this up, look at the last look at the last show. They were they were uh, they were not on that tour anymore. They were kicked off the tour that night. You know, it's that, and that's the reason why we were having a fan, we were having a fine tour up until that night. And again, he'd also grabbed my guitar player's penis, he grabbed my drummer's penis, he grabbed my bass player's penis. He's got, I don't know what, what issues he has, but this guy did all of these things. They told me. <laughs> and they, they, while they're carrying gear in, he just walk up behind them and grab a hold or walk up to them and grab a hold. I mean, it's just like crazy, unacceptable behavior. But even, even, that you know that's up to my guys to deal with they should have they should have handled that they should have you know sort of squashed that in the beginning i don't think they ever thought that anybody would do that to me yeah go that far no mm. i mean it, again like it wasn't just him reaching and grabbing or like paint brushing me or something it was 
it was a physical shove. And, and that's what was so upsetting and unnerving and, you know, yeah. and, and again, I don't blame the other guys in Terra Universal. I don't blame El Nino. Dave, Dave manages and drums in both. I don't blame those guys for that. I'm disappointed in the fact that they didn't, that they didn't stand by with they, their word and saying that they would get a different singer or this band wouldn't be on civil unrest. And that's why we dropped out. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show and, and talking about it because I know that's obviously personal and just putting that out there is I think that's really important for everybody to kind of to, to hear, to get that story out there and to know that you should talk about these things, you know? Thank you. Thank so, you very much. I, I really appreciate you guys. I know that uh, Metal Sucks hasn't always been a huge fan of my music, but I certainly appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to tell my side. I really, really do. She's She's clawing at the gauze She's so coy She's gnawing on the ropes She's pulling at the hooks She's so coy Oh, you know she wants it In the way that she taunts me down She's so coy Fantasies, but you're so of crumbsies to apex 